You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, our featured guest is Adam Anderson. He's a longtime small business owner just like you. He also happens to be one of the leading authorities on small business cybersecurity. The serial entrepreneur is also an author like myself. We were just chatting about that, writing several books on cybersecurity and cybercrime to help other business owners understand and navigate the digital world. Adam is on a mission to help fellow business owners find the answer to the question, should I even care about cybersecurity? Like, what's in it for me? Right. His newest book, The Monster Within, shows business owners that cybersecurity isn't something reserved for only the nerds in Silicon Valley. We all have a stake in this. Adam, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? I tell you what, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty much spot on. Thank you for having me here. Uh, yeah, I, my, make, my big push is I got so tired of people coming up to me at networking events and talking about cybersecurity and making everyone sad. I was like, tell you what, I'm glad you asked the question. Go get the book. It's $2.99. Just, uh, we'll talk later. <laughs> And then most likely, you know, we were just chatting about that as well. It's like people don't want to put skin in the game. No, they didn't be like, well, can you just tell me like what it's about? And you'd be like, like, it's about paying $2.99 for something (laughs) you actually want to accomplish in your life. That's what the whole book's about. Now go spend the money or get out of my face. Uh, Yeah, I come back with like, it's a networking event. You really don't care, right? It's fine. Why don't we talk about something else? How about the speaker? He was pretty good. Let me do that. <laughs> I love it. All right, Adam, go ahead and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life know. I have been very dangerously close to divorce multiple times. And mm. I lay that down at the uh, foot of the very thing that built my wealth. It was the business. It was a very unhealthy relationship of my business and my marriage working together. So um, a lot of people don't know how hard I've had to work and how uh, to both change my perspective and to be self-aware to build a healthy life, not just a healthy business. 
I love that you just went there. One of the biggest things I stand for is building faith into your business mm -hmm. so that you're congruent, right? Because we are more than just our business. So much. Startup Nation, if you are just chasing the almighty dollar and you're making success and money your God, I promise you, I've been on the other side of it. I got the money. I got the success. I got the cars, the houses, the girls. I was the loneliest, most broke spiritually, broke emotionally, broke psychologically, broke socially yes. person you would ever meet. I was depressed and borderline suicidal when I had everything that you're chasing. Yeah. Marketing's because, great. Don't believe yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe the hype, yo. Listen, at the end of the day, you got to bring your faith in. Wherever you are in your spiritual walk, that's part of who you are. You oh, yeah. can't leave it at the door of your business. So I really love Startup Nation that Adam is bringing this right up front. He's saying, listen, you know, my relationship was broken. It was a mess, you know, and I had to figure out a way to integrate that with my business. And that actually propelled my business in some way, right? So take like two minutes and, and just give me that quick story before we get right into this. Like, how did your broken uh, relationship actually propel you into being successful in your business? Yeah, so it's hard, this, this thing called business, right? And I found that I was going out hunting and killing, doing the hustle, traveling, sales. I was excelling at all that. And I would come home and I'd be drained, I'd be absolutely drained because you put it all out there, right? And I get home and there's more need for me there because there's a family, there's all the things, there's my wife, the kids, and I had nothing left for them. And so I kept tanking and I kept tanking. And what I found out, what I discovered over the course of uh, many years of intense fellowship and conversations with counselors and my wife is, look, you can build an amazing cathedral, but if you build it on poor foundations, the thing's going to come down. And so when I began looking at my family and at my personal relationships and, you know, where I'm, who I am, and I started treating that as the foundation to build amazing things on top of it, man, everything started to go better. And it wasn't quick. Uh, it took years and years and years and we're still working on it. But the whole idea that, it's not puzzle pieces fitting together. It's layers melding into one stronger thing, right? You can have a whole bunch of small pieces of board, but they're flimsy and they can take shape. When you put a whole lot of small pieces of board and they become one through glue, you can walk on that. So that's mm. kind of what goes into my mind is every part of these things, when they become one instead of puzzle pieces, uh, you get strength. And I can, I don't have the math, but I can go back and I can show when I began to live that way and how it actually increased my revenue and profits. It's weird. It's work less, higher quality of life, more money, uh, probably handsomer. I'm going to go with that. I don't know if that's a real word. And the KPIs are subjective on that one, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I love it. All right. So talking about revenue, let's get down to business. How much revenue, gross revenue approximately, did your business do in the past 12 months? So we did 2.4 million, which I love, but that was down from 3.2. So, <laughs> and I, well, congratulations, right? Either way, you're in the multi-millions. That's fantastic. How long did it take you to go from zero to your first 100,000 in this business? Give me a Probably timeline. Probably six months for me to get there and then another 12 months for my employees to generate that. 
So mm. it was a consulting company where I was doing cybersecurity comp- uh, consulting for Fortune 500s. Mm-hmm. And you can get, you can charge a lot for that. So that was kind of an accelerator. But to me, the real challenge was they started asking me to do more. Now, how do I employ people to actually do that and generate new wealth and not just be headaches? I love that. So Startup Nation, Adam did not only like generated his first $100,000 for himself within six months, but then over the next six months, he taught others how to generate their $100,000 for themselves, right? That's awesome. Now you're being a pass-through. He's being a river, like passing life to mm-hmm. the things below it. And that's, that's true meaning and purpose right there, right? So that's awesome. All right. So here's why I invited Adam to be on the show. Let me paint you a scenario. Most businesses are one security breach away from going out of business. Imagine that it is in the middle of tax season and you're a CPA. One day you wake up to find out that your accounting firm has been the victim of a hack because one of your employees clicked on a link inside an email. First, you have to inform all your clients that their personal information has been leaked. Uh, Second, you risk having their bank accounts stolen from. Third, if that wasn't enough, even if you are insured, you will have to work with the FBI for about two to three months to get to the bottom of the hack if you're lucky. You are now struggling to get your client's tax work done while dealing with the government. On top of that, you now have to walk your client's down to the local IRS office and hand deliver physical tax returns. That's a scenario. It's a scary one, but Mm -hmm. it's real. So Adam, I'd like you to share the story here about how hackers actually drove a CPA out of business, just like that story I shared. Right. And, And here's the thing. It's terrifying, right? And typically what we do is we bury our head and we don't want to believe it because it, it sounds like there's nothing you can do to stop that scenario once it starts happening. So let me, let me uh, break it down. So the easiest way for hackers to attack a small business is using social engineering where they try to make you do a behavior through your interaction with technology, be it email or you're online or you're using social media. So it's social engineering. They so don't. So to clarify, they play to your current social behavior. Absolutely. Yeah. They're con men. They're using a con play that they're now also using technology instead of just bumping into you at the street. So the social attacks come in and they're very hard to detect. And so you might have spent a fortune on your cybersecurity fortress and you have defeated all of the automated attacks And then one employee lowers the drawbridge and says, hey, come on in. We got money. (laughs) Paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. So that's what happens when they click on a link. And it can be a link that goes to, hey, download this Starbucks gift card. Oh, I love Starbucks. Click on that. Or, hey, you've gotten a Dropbox invite. Enter your username and password. There's so many different ways of doing that. The way they were attacking the CPA firms is they know the common online tools the CPAs use and send them, you must reset your password links. Mm. And the email is branded. You're like, oh yeah, there it is. Definitely, I'll log in. I fill out the information, but it's a fake website. So they just collected your username and password. 
Mm. Now they have the keys to the kingdom. They log in and they can do all kinds of shenanigans. And what they typically do when they attack a CPA firm is they're after three things. The first one, they want to either disrupt your business so you pay a ransom. The second thing is they want to file fake tax returns online and get the money. And then the last is they want the personal information, bank accounts and things like that so they can later attack all of the other people uh, on your list. And it's like going one-stop shopping. Why attack 10 hundred, 10 hundred? Why attack uh, 10,000 uh, small businesses when I can attack 100 CPAs and get everything right there? That makes so much sense. So Startup Nation, maybe you're asking yourself right now, well, Joseph, Adam, I'm not a CPA. Why does this concern me? Well, dang it. I bet you, you pay a CPA if you're a small business and your information is the information that could be stolen, right? Mm -hmm. So I brought Adam on the show because this is a real threat. This is happening every day all over the country. You could be impacted. Your life could go downhill really quickly. Everything is fine now, but in a moment, mm -hmm. boom, you are in that scenario that I painted a few minutes ago. So if you're not a CPA, get with your CPA and share this episode and say, hey, I'm paying you, I'm your client, I'm paying you, I need you to listen to this episode and make sure that your employees aren't clicking on anything because I'm at risk if they do. Right. What shows up for you in that, Adam? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's absolutely right. And, you know, take one extra step. Every one of us have employees, right? And not every one of us has all this personal information and trade secrets and things like that, like a CPA would have. But we are operating companies. And the thing that is really going to mess my company up is if you disrupt my operations or damage my brand. If you stop me from being able to produce what I'm trying to produce, maybe I'm manufacturing, maybe I am doing some professional services thing and I need some documents, whatever. If you disrupt my operations, I can't produce, I can't generate wealth. And if you screw with my brand and people don't trust me anymore, mm. I mean, that, that's, uh, to me, that brand thing and trust is so critical, but it's also so hard to put a dollar amount on it. And all this stuff mm. is a subjective risk process and I might have a high risk tolerance so I don't take it as seriously as somebody who might not. And that's completely fine. Mm, I get that. I get that. All right. Let's step back for a second. Okay. I want you to share with us um, you, you shared kind of the background, right? Uh, as far as doing cybersecurity consulting uh, for large Fortune 100s, 500s, et cetera, and it's a high ticket item. Right. So therefore you made 100, your first 100K in the first six months. It was kind of like, okay, no big deal. And, and you've kind of grown it from there over the years. Take us to um, how did you make the first 100K, right? We, we get the what, but give us the how. Like yeah. what specifically did you do to land those few first few clients? And my listener right now may be a consultant in a mm -hmm. different industry, the same industry, or they may be a coach and it, they can use these same type of strategies to land these higher end clients. So what are your top three tips or strategies that you use to land those first few high paying ticket clients? So the very first thing was uh, had work on myself, perspective change, perception change, where I am not the employee anymore. I am the uh, self-employed person. I'm ready to go. So I had to do that. And then I had to let everybody know I was ready to go. Uh, the second thing was 
I had a very, very tight connection with all of the people who might be able to pay me. This was from networking events and it took maybe five years of networking with the people who wrote budgets and made decisions. Uh, after that, I made myself available to be a little bit cheaper than IBM. That was my marketing message. Like you're already doing this with me. You already have bought all the stuff. I'm currently with IBM. I'm happy to switch over, uh, which by the way, IBM was thrilled with because they don't care about my professional services dollars. What they can care about is can someone else manage this client for me and sell more software? So it's also creating a win-win-win, at least in my case, between my current employer, what their goals are, the customers we're serving, and my skill sets. And I guess that's the last part. Be wildly talented at something people need. Be wildly talented at something people need. How did you get wildly talented at it, brother? Like, Man, what does that look like? Yeah, I lost a bet. I told my uh, I told my manager I'm bored, and this was I think right after the Y2K bug hit, and it was 2001, maybe 2002. And he said, "Have you heard about cybersecurity?" I said, "Neat. What's that?" And then I was it was gone. So that is constant work. And matter of fact, I don't love doing that anymore. Um, they don't let me touch the keyboard in Rage anymore. All I'm allowed to do is look at emails and do social media posts. I cannot do any of the cybersecurity stuff anymore because I don't want to keep up with that stuff. The amount of effort it takes to be wildly competent and sell that professional services type thing, it exhausted me. And that's why I like business because I can go build business systems and have other people be wildly talented and deploy them instead. Love it, brother. All right. What were some of the mistakes you made in making that first 100K? Where did you trip up? Give me the big one. I uh, forgot to bill for 80K. Uh, forgot <laughs> I hired the wrong people. I didn't get insurance. I mean, how, when do you want me to stop? Because it just keeps going. Walk me through the, you forgot to bill for $80,000. Who does that when they're trying to make their first 100K? That's like literally 80%. You forgot to bill? Like yeah. what was going on? Was, well, so, was there like a beautiful girl, like your wife distracted you? What happened, man? Uh, you know, this is the problem with solopreneurship. You have to do everything. And what I was really good at was the cybersecurity stuff. So that's what I focused on. And I focused on that and I had uh, all the effort going in, but I just didn't bill. <laughs> so at I some hired, point, like at what point did you realize like the work's done oh i no. delivered the product everything's good i built wait something. a second i didn't get paid yet right hmm, I, I wonder built, why I, they haven't paid me <laughs> so i didn't notice i took my first hire i was like uh oh, i'm doing really bad at this operations back office stuff maybe i should hire somebody so i found a, a lady who was managing a starbucks i'm like she probably knows what she's doing and I hired her on for $15 an hour. And the very first day she goes, hey, I'm just going through QuickBooks here and noticed you haven't billed for 80,000. Uh, do you want me to do that? I said, 1750, good job. <laughs> you just earned your first raise. <laughs> that's not a commission, that's because you earned it. It's all right, that's a permanent <laughs> thing right there. I love that. Great story, Startup Nation. Have you done what Adam's done? Like you just, there was something right in front of you and you just weren't seeing it. Like I know you have, we all have. It's like right there. And then you just need that uh, objective perspective from someone else that goes, hey, are you not seeing what's right there? 
even though you're complaining like you're struggling and you're like, what? I'm right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to get to that. Are you trying to look good? <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. So, Adam, I'm, let's back this up a little bit here. Real broad. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first $100,000? Ooh, I, you know what? I feel like the majority of the reason they're struggling is because they're believing hype and what entrepreneurship looks like in the news rather than coming to grips with the fact that this is a long race and there are not a lot of people who just hit the ball into a home run. Woo. Right. We've all heard the things about the overnight successes and it's an overnight success after you've busted your butt for seven years. Of overnights. Exactly. And so, you know, I, th I feel like people fail when they run out of mental gas and, mm -hmm. you know, I'll throw a, a, something a little less um, hippy dippy we'll call it that, uh, they don't understand their personal finances. They don't have a personal financial statement that they can look at and understand because if you can't control or be aware of your own personal finances, you're probably going to really mess things up when you get into business and you're going to hit a cash flow problem. I had an internet cafe, uh, was making 3,200 a month, which was fantastic, except I was spending 14,000. That's an emotional cash flow lesson that hits your heart right here. So if, I, if I'm just saying, look, get a grip. It doesn't even have to be complicated, but run your personal finances and your business finances off of a dashboard that you create. It doesn't have to be fancy, but get a hold of it because, you know, you could be having so much momentum and everything goes away when you have that cash flow problem. Mm, got it. So that uh, financial dashboard, is there like a little tool or freebie resource app or something like that that you would yeah. recommend? Yeah, you can do the mint.coms of the world. You can do all of that. Uh, I personally run a online uh, QuickBooks online and I pay the cost mm -hmm. and I run my personal finances just like my business finances. And that way I have a screen that shows everything as a, uh, a cash coming in, cash going out, investments, assets, liabilities, boom. And to the point where I've hired someone to run that. So I have a monthly fee that I pay a human being. And I'm not suggesting everyone do this right now, but where I'm at in my stage is I don't want to do that. And I'll throw $500 a month at that problem. So love that. Love that. All right, Startup Nation, let's do a quick recap of all this wisdom nuggets explosion that Adam's just been throwing everywhere. Little grenades. All right. So first off, you can find, we're speaking with Adam Anderson. Adam does cybersecurity. He's a, a successful author. You can find him at elementarysecuritygroup.com forward slash 100K. He's got a surprise there for you and he'll tell you about it in a few minutes. That is, it's Element Security Group, correct? I said yeah. elementary. I apologize. Element Security Group dot com forward slash 100 K. That's the number 100 mm -hmm. K. All right, cool. So let's do the recap. Adam started out working way too hard in his business <laughs> and he was left empty in the tank and he was coming home with an empty tank and then showing up for his family who needed something from him, right? They needed time with him. They needed a dad. They needed a, his wife needed a husband and he had just empty in the tank. If that's you, 
you need to reprioritize. That's what Adam's saying. You need to step back and say, you know what? How do I line up a foundation where I, I have time with my spouse? I have time with my family. I have time with my friends and then build a, my business around that and not the other way around. All right. So learn from Adam's mistake there. And then let's get into business. How do you make your first 100K? Adam says the way he did it, the first thing he had to get his mindset right. We talk about the mental game of entrepreneurship on this show so much, right? So he had to switch from this employee mindset because he was working for IBM to a self-employed mindset, right? And that's a big switch there, right? And you really just got to sit with it and just say, okay, I'm no longer like, running under somebody's successful proven business model, I actually am taking on the responsibility of creating a business model, going out and doing sales, making it work. And am I ready for this? Am I ready for the seven to 10 years that it's going to take me of hard work and discipline? Number two, Adam leveraged his existing network. So here's the benefit. If you're an employee right now and you're thinking about starting your own business and you're moonlighting on the side, then leverage your existing network of potential clients for your new business from your existing business that you're working in right now. Even those relationships could lead to referrals for you, right? So really lean into that when you go out there. Don't be shy. Lean in and say, hey, guess what? Guess what I'm up to in the world? I know we've been friends for years. Who do you recommend? Who should I get in touch with? Are you a potential client? Like just get right there. And then number three, Adam says, quote, a bit cheaper than IBM. That's how he marketed himself. <laughs> he worked for IBM. So he marketed to the same clients and said, hey, you're going to get the exact same thing you're currently paying for, except for a bit cheaper. So you could do the same thing in your industry. And then number four, Adam says, be wildly talented at something people need. Be wildly talented at something people need. That means do the work to develop the skill and the discipline so that people want to pay you money, right? And you could be making your first 100K in only six months like Adam did. Adam, how did I do on that summary? Anything you want to add to it? Uh, you know, we should have started with that summary. I think you nailed it. That was perfect. <laughs> All right. You'll have to teach me how to start with the summary that I don't have. Got it. Uh, no, no, that's why we write the executive summary first before the business plan. <laughs> exactly. I hate that. Makes <laughs> no sense. I used to teach, quick story, Startup Nation. I used to teach the ultimate business plan class for my local city, government, whatever. And they had me teaching these archaic business planning modules. Yes. And, and it was right at the crash, right? Right at the bubble. And it was still like, the entire business plan was all written to take your business plan to the bank to get investment in your, your business. But no banks were giving out money and they're still having me teach this. And I was like, I'm not teaching this. This is ridiculous, right? So I taught um, business model generation, which is a totally different book. I kind of co-authored there. All right. So Adam, this is my favorite part of the show. We're speaking with Adam Anderson. You can find him at elementsecuritygroup.com forward slash the number 100K, 100K. Okay, so Adam, welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it, it's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? I'm so ready. So ready. Adam, what's your favorite sound? Uh, trombone. Got it, what's your least favorite sound? Um, my daughter whining and yelling at my son. <laughs> Got it. What are you most afraid of? Um, not living up to a particular potential in my own head. Mm -hmm. What did you spend way too much time doing in your twenties? 
uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> what secret fear do you have about people? Um, that I trust too much and I'm going to be taken advantage of. Mm, that's a real one, Startup Nation. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Uh, my wife is so important for all this to work. Ladies, did you just get the romance there? That was awesome. Mm -hmm. What is a new habit you want to form? Uh, working out without injuring myself. Yeah, got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? Um, alcohol consumption at every single networking event. <laughs> <laughs> Nerves of steel, baby. All right, pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, battered, strong, and crucible. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business before the 100K. Naive, stupid, and enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just summed up my entire 20s. Yeah. All right. And last question, Adam. If you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends, look your wife in the eye, and give only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Be really good to each other and support each other. Love it. Any final, final wisdom, Adam? What's the one thing that you want my listener to know about making their first $100,000? You know, it's, it's a dangerous thing to create a plan and then execute that plan flawlessly without looking at what's happening around you. You could create a plan, drive that plan right into a wall. I say, yes, a plan's important. High-level business models are important. But trust the things happening around you. Observe, observe, observe. And don't be afraid to change the plan in the middle of your first 100K because you're still learning it. You haven't built your systems yet. This is a freedom time where you get to create. So take advantage of that. I love it. I love it. So Startup Nation, let the plan that you create guide you. Don't let it imprison you. Mm -hmm. right? You got to have some flexibility there. Great wisdom from Adam here. Adam, you have a gift for Startup Nation. Tell us about it. Right. So the gift that we're going to be providing you guys is, I guess it's homework almost. I use something called a business continuity plan. And I've created a spreadsheet and a video that shows you how to actually do a cybersecurity plan for your company and identify the primary risks without having to spend any money whatsoever on technology, right? My mission is for you to believe the processes and procedures in your company are what actually provide security, not all this technology. So if you go to elementsecuritygroup.com slash 100K, there's going to be a link there. You can download this spreadsheet. There's a, a charming video that accompanies it that will tell you exactly what to do with it. And uh, it, it's going to give you the freedom to approach cybersecurity as a business problem, uh, not some cyber witchcraft. I'll tell you what's hard. Marketing's hard. Cybersecurity is not. Love it. Startup Nation, I hope you learned as much as I did about cybersecurity and that it's a real threat and go to your CPA right now <laughs> and share this podcast episode with them and say, I need you to, to listen to this show. And then I want to know the top three points that you took away from this. Like, why not give your CPA a homework assignment? You're paying them. They answer to you, not the other way around. Amen. This is, 
Amen, right? All right, so we're listening with Adam Anderson here on the show. Go find him at elementsecuritygroup.com forward slash 100K. Adam, thanks for joining us today, brother. And I wish you peace, love, and your next $100,000, sir. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we wanna work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't wanna talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything, and nothing has worked, and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.